It's easy to find plenty of negative opinions on this Chicago Bears roster entering training camp, but it's clear that at the very least, the cornerback position is going to be the most improved position at Hallis Hall. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. You can join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Lockdown Bears your first listen today. On the show today, we go into this Bears cornerback position entering training camp. We'll look at Jalen Johnson's improvement from year one to year two, and now what we're looking for into year three. Talk a little bit more about this idea of, of maybe what his ceiling is or is going to be or what we might want it to be. We'll then look at Kyler Gordon coming in at that other starting cornerback spot. Pretty much guaranteed to be an upgrade over the inconsistency the Bears saw through a lot of last season. We'll kind of look at, again, what expectations should be for a rookie second-round pick at cornerback starting opposite Jalen Johnson. We'll talk about Tavon Young ready to take over that slot position and be an upgrade over uh, all sorts of rotations the Bears had in there last season. And still all having pretty much all of the same guys from last year, minus one or two here and there, but guaranteed to at least have that same group plus all the bonuses they've added up to this point. But of course, cornerback one is Jalen Johnson. And not that the Bears will only go as far as Jalen Johnson will take them, but clearly he's stepping into more and more of that sort of alpha cornerback role in this Bears defense. And it will be a scheme adjustment for him to some extent. It's not, it's supposed to be more simple for him and, and have a little bit less on his plate. But the type of, cover two focus that Matt Eberflus has had previously in his career isn't necessarily exactly what you would, you know, tailor fit a defense around Jalen Johnson for. And, you know, you're not going to, you know, design your whole scheme around what Jalen Johnson does and doesn't do best. But we know Johnson to be a cornerback who can be physical in man-to-man coverage, can be pressing up on the line of scrimmage and and trail a, a, a wide receiver that way. And not that he's then not capable of playing off zone coverage and being able to attack the ball, you know, with with the, the quarterback and the receiver in front of him. But it's just not exactly purely what we think of Jalen Johnson's absolute strongest skill set. And so I'll be curious to see how the Bears balance that because they're not a team that's going to just be cover two all the time, zone, 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 zone. I mean, especially in third down passing situations, they're going to go to man to man and they're going to go to more single high coverages that. Even if it's like a lot of times cover three, the outside cornerback is in a zone technically, but they end up mostly playing it like man-to-man coverage. So there'll be plenty of snaps and, and perhaps even a majority of snaps where Johnson's really in positions that he is most suited for as opposed to positions where he's maybe just slightly less suited for. But we've saw, we saw that progress from year one to year two with him. He goes from... You know, no interceptions as a rookie to, to one interception in, in, in his second season. Missed fewer tackles, definitely. And was able to step up and be a little bit more consistent in that area of his game. And just, you know, not that there were like 
any any sort of massive rookie mental errors that that jump out of you as like oh man he just got absolutely torched or whatever but it just felt like a certain level of of trust and and consistency growing with him I, I wouldn't call it like an astronomical leap from year one to year two but like steady progress and I think that's what I would be looking for here in year three he doesn't need to make some jump to have you know four or five interceptions and be this dominant lockdown cornerback but just you know, continue all along that path, you know, continue to, to stay tight on receivers to not bite on, you know, double moves and pump fakes, right? Just that sort of veteran savviness, that that understanding of how offenses might be trying to attack you and what you need to do in response to that. That also includes then stepping up and making the tackles when it's completed underneath. It means you know, keeping the penalties down. It means getting hands on more balls if you can, you know, more pass breakups, contesting those catch points, even if you're not going to be the, you know, the interception machine. That's not really necessarily his game purely, but it's about being able to hold your own there and, and challenge and, and maybe, you know, continue to follow some receivers across the field. We saw him do a lot of that shadow coverage at times last season. And, you know, there was the game against Devontae Adams where, you know, got the most of him a couple of times there against Green Bay. And there were other times when he was able to hold his own pretty well and, and kind of go back and forth. So let, let's see more of that progress from him. And, and then we start to get closer to like, okay, what then is Jalen Johnson's ceiling going to look like? I mean, if he's, if he's not, you know, like we start to look at like turnovers and, and is he ever going to be, you know, that type of cornerback? Probably not. You know, is it, is he ever going to be like a true shutdown, not Revis Island level, but you know, that type of shutdown type of player one-on-one? I mean, he, he could still get there. But I don't think we're expecting that necessarily to happen this season. That that's the problem with tracking Jalen Johnson's growth. Like we we want to see, okay, is he just gonna like we know he's going to right now be a consistent starting level NFL cornerback. He's proven that I think through two seasons. It's a question of once we come up to the end of his rookie contract after the following season, and you look at what that next contract is gonna look like, does he get paid like a top cornerback because he's truly like taking those ascensions? Or is he just looking like, you know, a really solid, steady guy, but you know, more that second tier, maybe third tier of of cornerbacks that are not the top of the top, but still very, very good and reliable that you want around your football team. That's the question we're looking to answer from Jalen Johnson over the next couple of seasons. I'm not sure that 2022 is the year to answer it, given the question marks with the pass rush right now, with the question marks with how the offense is going to perform, given the question marks at wide receiver and offensive line, and that we're not expecting this season overall to be great. It's not a position for a young cornerback to necessarily thrive. But if he can just continue his his level of consistency, it, it will continue to solidify some of that trust in him. And then maybe, much like some of the other younger players, 2023 can be that year to really take that next step and and show whether you're, you can be potentially elite or just very good. For a second-round pick, being just very good is great. And by all means, very happy with if that's what— if Jalen Johnson never becomes much more than that— Successful draft pick, successful NFL career, successful piece to keep around on your team for the long term, for sure. But curious to kind of see what that path ends up looking like, you know, next year and 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 beyond in Chicago. We'll, we're sort of going to restart that same track path with Kyler Gordon now. You know, a couple years earlier, doing that same sort of rise up from him. We'll kind of take a look at you know where he fits in terms of an upgrade for this Bears team and what we should expect from a rookie cornerback like that in year one next on Locked on Bears. 
The Locked On Bears podcast is powered by our friends at Built Bar, the makers of the world's best tasting protein bars ever. And they keep coming out with new flavors, and I've never had them send a new flavor that wasn't absolutely delicious. They've got something for everyone, including a new raspberry lemonade flavor coming out here now for the 4th of July and for the rest of July here for the, for the holiday weekend and beyond. Plus, their coconut brownie chunk built puffs are incredible. They've got built granola bars at now as well, so you can get some different consistencies with that same sweetness, that candy bar-like experience that's low sugar, low calories, high fiber, and high protein. It is an unreal combination that you can't find anywhere else. You got to try it for yourself. Head over to built.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at built.com. We're seeing how this Chicago Bears secondary is built by these young players and by now, I, th- I think it, it's it's. I think we can confidently say that like Kyler Gordon is is almost guaranteed to be an upgrade over what they had last season at the other outside cornerback from Jalen Johnson. It was mostly Kendall Vildor for the first like you know what 11, 12, 13 ish games. They put Artie Burns in there for a while. I think Thomas Graham even started one game on the outside. And not that like Kendall Vildor and Artie Burns was were like the worst cornerbacks in the NFL, but not what I would fully consider, you know, like starting caliber is certainly starting caliber if you can av- afford it or avoid it. And and so I think Kyler Gordon comes in, again, almost guaranteed to be a, a, an upgrade. Like from based on everything we saw from him in college, if he just took that and projected that like a normal level to here, should be a pretty clear upgrade. I mean, there's, there's I guess, a realm of possibility that he just – is completely overwhelmed by the NFL game for some reason out of nowhere and, and has some big rookie mistakes and struggles. But other than that, I mean, like, it was not, this is not a, a high bar for Kyler Gordon to come into. And it's, you know, I think back to, like, Jalen Johnson's rookie season when, when he came into Chicago. Same kind of thing. Like, he didn't step in and be, you know, this this elite shutdown playmaking cornerback. He showed us some great flashes and had some nice pass breakups, but... You know, he was he was kind of as advertised from college, like a, a consistent press man-to-man type cornerback on the outside who can stick with receivers downfield pretty well. And, you know, there were some missed tackles in there. There were a couple of, you know, mistakes here and there that you can live with from a rookie cornerback. And, and that's sort of what I'm looking for from from Kyler Gordon, right? He doesn't need to be the, the four-interception guy. He does seem like maybe a little bit more of an ideal scheme fit from Washington that had him do a little bit more zone concepts than perhaps what Jalen Johnson was getting coming out of college and, and the last couple of seasons in, in Chicago that maybe Kyler Gordon will, will have a little bit more comfort, you know, facing the quarterback more often in those types of underneath zone coverages. But again, it's it's not going to be a monolithic scheme in any way, shape or form where everyone's going to have to be able to do at least a little bit of everything. And then I think there's a lot of reason to think Kyler Gordon can handle pretty much everything that the Bears are going to throw at him as long as we don't expect spectacular, right? Let's let's just expect consistency. Let's expect some mistakes. Let's expect some some growth in that process. But we can also then, as a result, expect that to be an upgrade over what we had seen last season. And I think the most the best part about that is that they still also have pretty much everything they had last season. So when we think about the position itself being an upgrade, you can't go necessarily backwards 
when you have all the same guys minus Artie Burns from this past season. That if for something, some reason, something happens with Kyler Gordon, maybe or maybe even an injury somewhere, like you would just go back to essentially what you had last season in Kendall Vildor and, and Thomas Graham, and then at, at worst you're back where you were. But that's discounting even then the fact that Kendall Vildor is still improving and and you know, had a lot he could learn from last season, kind of thrown into the fire as a, as a fifth-round pick in that competition there. We know with Artie Burns, you've got um, Thomas Graham as a rookie last season, showing us some really strong flashes in a limited sample size to where if he is called upon for some reason to play more in 2022, that you feel like there can be some growth and some progress there from him as well. And so all of a sudden you have this this feeling of like, okay, you've added talent on the outside and in the slot, which we'll get to in a little bit, and you have a full cast of younger players from last season all coming back with that extra season of experience under their belts, and especially the guys you know like Vildor and especially Thomas Graham that really didn't have much experience heading into that opportunity. That's so much more that they can now rely on it and lean back on and say, okay, now I've seen this receiver before, or now I've faced these routes before I've had these kind of coverages before, not that Vildor never played before last season, but you know, in much more of what, what felt like a, a starting type of, of role in this bears defense. And so it, it wasn't like it was great, but it's something they can build on for this last cup, this upcoming season. And they're going to need more from their cornerback positions. Absolutely. Cause you look at, you know, the, the, the production last season, especially when it comes to turnovers, which is a big part of the, you know, the hits principle and what Matt Eberflus is emphasizing with this bears defense the Bears cornerbacks as a group combined to have one interception was Jalen Johnson. The rest of their interceptions were safeties, 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 and Roquan Smith. It was Tashawn Gibson had two, Deion Bush had two, DeAndre Houston Carson had one, Deion Bush had one, oh, and Angelo Blackson on the defensive line also had one. Roquan Smith, you may remember, was the 53-yard pick six as well. So we should expect that maybe this cornerback group can do better than one interception this season and then some of that would maybe be more from Jalen Johnson but more from Kyler Gordon more from Tavon Young in the slot potentially there and, and maybe then Eddie Jackson can get in the interception game and that's how you start to have more turnovers this season because there is from year to year a lot of variance in terms of turnovers where you can't always predict how much how many turnovers you're going to have and if you ha- you know it tends to sort of fluctuate and, and return more towards the middle as things go on I mean and as you add talent so given how low the, the turnovers were last season you might expect that number to just naturally come up. Much like how after 2018, you might just expect it to naturally come down given when you're a little bit more on the outliers of the turnover ratio. So I think there's a very clear improvement here and a path to improvement, not only opposite Jalen Johnson, but also in the slot then with Tavon Young coming in and potentially locking that down as well as some some other younger players that can grow into those roles if there's an injury situation or, or needed to be called into that. We'll take a look at, at what Tavon Young has done in his career, what we can expect from him, and why that should be an upgrade in that slot next on Locked on Bears. The cornerback position as a whole was messy last season, but I think it was especially messy in the slot. Like for, for most of the year, we saw Kendall Vildor on the outside and then wrapped up with Artie Burns. And it was mostly sort of the two of them. But at, in that slot, it was Duke Shelley for the majority of the season in that role. And then Marquis Christian was in there a little bit. And, and, and Xavier Crawford they went to for a handful of games. And of course, Thomas Graham was, was playing some slot at the end there as well. So it was just, it was, it was clearly the weak point in this Bears secondary. And 
I think of the secondary a lot like the offensive line in where you're not only as strong as your weakest link, but so often what's most important is how good your worst player is as opposed to how good your best player is. Because the opposing quarterback and offensive coordinator and and scheme in general is going to attack their weakest link. They want to find the easiest completion, the easiest way they can get yards. And so that tends to be when you think like game planning wise, find the weakest defender, get your best receiver on that weakest defender and attack him. And so that's why it's so important to upgrade that slot position and why so often last season teams would attack that over and over again. The comparison there to the offensive line, right? If you have a one really weak offensive lineman, you're going to try and get your best pass rusher pass rushing against that weak offensive lineman to take advantage of the gaps. That's where the, the comparison comes there. And so last last season, it felt like so often it was the slot even more so than that other outside spot. And Tavon Young can come in and provide a very clear upgrade in that role when healthy. And there have been some very real injury concerns with Tavon Young that, you know, leave me... Mi- Glad they have Thomas Graham as a young potential option. And word out of OTAs and minicamps was that Graham was even getting some first-team snaps there in that rotation with Tavon Young. But still, I think it's going to be Tavon Young's job to lose. And it would take the injury or some kind of you know significant step back. He played pretty much a full season last year for the first time after a couple seasons. And I think that's what gave the Bears some confidence to go out and sign him because he had missed all of 2019 with an injury and then made a, like a brief appearance in 2020, but really essentially like two full-ish seasons of injured missed time for Tavon Young. That 2021 marked this, this real return of like, okay, he played in all 17 games and was back to that full-time role. I feel like he, he's through the, 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 at least that part of the, the bad luck in terms of injury careers and, and gave you some of that idea of like, maybe it's not purely a durability issue and that there is, more of a, a luck factor there. Not that he's going to step in and be a top five slot cornerback in the NFL. He showed flashes of that, I think, early in his career, especially as his rookie season. He came on hot as like, wow, like this is a potential dynamo at the slot cornerback spot. No, he, but he's he's been very consistent. He's been a, a solid tackler, especially the last couple of seasons or the last most recent seasons of his career. He's been able to step up and make those plays. He's not like a, a giant turnover machine. I think he's got, you know, four interceptions in in the three full seasons that he's played, but he does represent that type of reliability that the Bears haven't had in the slot. So that when an opposing quarterback is gauging the landscape of who he wants to throw against, when it's Jalen Johnson, Kyler Gordon, Tavon Young at the slot, at the quarterback spots, and then Eddie Jackson, Jaquan Brisker on the back end, it's not an obvious answer where exactly you want to attack. I mean, I would think probably the rookies just because they're rookies and haven't seen as much, but it's not as though like Kyler Gordon in this case, or even Jaquan Brisker represent some like low talent player that isn't starting caliber, right? You have what you feel like is a player you can trust at the five main secondary positions. And that to me represents a significant upgrade. Like, yes, last season you felt like you could certainly trust Eddie Jackson and pretty much trust to Sean Gibson that it wasn't like this. It's, there were there were some games where he was really bad, but like given that he's a veteran, I don't know that uh, a very experienced veteran, I don't know that opposing quarterbacks looked at him and said, that's the guy we really want to try and trick him and, and take advantage of. Not, not quite as much compared to like Kendall Vildor and 
And then I get, you know, Duke Shelley and whoever was happened to be in the slot in some of those games that had never played in NFL, significant NFL minutes before. Like now you have Tavon Young to hold that down. And if he gets hurt or something else happens or whatever reason he might not be on the field, you could have Thomas Graham step in there, much like in the outside spot, and feel like, okay, this is a young ascending player that would definitely jump to the top of the list of targets for opposing offenses. But I, you like what you saw enough in the flashes last season and, and that the progress that he can make to feel like you're you're okay and you can live with some of the mistakes that might come and some of the vulnerabilities, given that he's a player that has some of that potential that you feel like you can tap into a little bit more and continue to bring along as, as a development on the fly. Because that's so much of what this Bears season is going to be is development on the fly for Kyler Gordon, for Jaquan Brisker, maybe for Thomas Graham. And for a lot of the offensive linemen, for a lot of the wide receivers, and, and so much more. But I still think it leaves this cornerback position feeling like such a clear and, and solid upgrade compared to any other position on this roster. I mean, they've gotten, you know, they've added talent at positions across the board. I mean, but they also lost talent at a lot of other positions. And the only thing they really lost at cornerback was Artie Burns. And that doesn't represent a significant loss. And it's certainly more than offset by Kyler Gordon and Tavon Young at cornerback. And then, of course, you know, you've got the safety position getting younger and, and adding some more depth there as well. So all in all, I wouldn't say that the secondary is like set, solid, good to be top 10 group of the NFL by no means. But there, there's some real questions that need to be answered, but there's a lot of reason to feel like improvement is coming, development is coming. And if that happens, you've got something there that can be, I don't want to say foundational, but can give you a good something to start off with, get something to work with there and, and start to figure out who's going to be long-term and who's not going to be long-term and who you want as the future of this Bears defense. We'll keep kind of churning through this Bears defense as our training camp previews continue leading up to the return of training camp here on the Lockdown Bears podcast. So I hope you'll hit that subscribe button to keep up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Not quite back to full daily yet this offseason. Starting, you know, in the week leading up to training camp, we'll get back to a full five days a week. For now, we're, we're still in off-season mode, but we're still getting you ready for training camp. And we're still going to make sure that you have that opportunity every time you turn on this podcast to bear down.